1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America a member FDIC. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN with Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. And on June 14th, ESPN is going to have another Sunday night documentary and it's called Long Gone Summer featuring the 1998 home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And it's directed by A.J. Schneck, who is our guest right now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. He is the director and uh, has been working hard on this documentary. AJ, thanks for taking some time with us today. How are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. I want to start with this. You're an Edwardsville guy and a Mizzou guy. How much pleasure did you take in being able to put this together? Because it was part of your young adulthood.
0: Yeah, no, it was a big thrill and something I was trying to make happen for uh, a while and uh, when we finally got uh, all the pieces together and were able to start shooting it, it kind of didn't seem uh didn't seem quite real but um you know, it's a big part of my childhood growing up with the Cardinals and have a lot of relatives up in the Chicago area. So the the rivalry with the Cubs was always uh, pretty big. Um, so that time, 98, that summer and that uh, battle between those two gentlemen for the home run chase uh, was something that was really uh, important to my baseball life. To be able to tell that story was was great.
2: AJ, we know when a documentary is made, there's so many pieces that need to be put into place to execute something like this. You have to get all the footage, you have to arrange all the interviews. So how long have you and your team been working on this documentary?
0: Uh almost three years. So we had the first conversations um in twenty seventeen, um started talking to the Cardinals and trying to get to both uh, Mark and Sammy and get them to be involved um so yeah we we did about about a little over, little under 2 years of kind of pre-production and started shooting last year in uh, in March
2: and we know that with The Last Dance, a lot of what we were hearing on social media is that it wasn't slated to start until a couple weeks after it did, but things got pushed up because of the pandemic. Did did this happen with your documentary as well? Did the timeline get moved up because of what's going on in the world?
0: Yeah, our timeline got completely shattered. Um, we were supposed to have a premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival in April. and So we were working really hard and pushing towards that, and then... Um, found out that that festival wasn't going to happen obviously because of the the pandemic and so we took a a a break and thought oh we'll have this time to really get the film where we want it to and a few weeks later espn said um oh no your air date we're going to move it up to june and so everybody suddenly then was back you know working really hard but working in a completely different way because we're we're not in the same room with one another we're doing everything remotely um, so it's uh, it's been a lot more challenging uh, to to try to finish uh, in the current environment, but um, but yeah, it's it's we we both have been delayed and accelerated
1: at the same time. Aj Snack directed Long Gone Summer It's coming up on June 14th on ESPN. When you talk about rushing things and having to turn in a perfect product and everybody wants to turn in the perfect product. Over the course of the three years, AJ, what's the biggest challenge been? Has it been this?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, uh, certainly the, the finishing in a way that you're not um, able to have your, your close uh, team partners you know, right by your side. Um, we've certainly figured out ways to share screens on our computers and uh, do a bunch of workarounds where we're as as close as we can be, um, but you know you rely on all of your um, you know your fellow partners and creative team members to help you get to the the end of a journey like this, and it's, so it's definitely a, a much more challenging experience. Um, than you know just the the rest of the project because the rest of it was such a dream um, you know great we had a great crew it was great to shoot in St Louis and Chicago um, so yeah this is this is definitely um, something <laughs> that we've never dealt with before.
2: AJ, when you're putting together your storyboard, I guess, and your list of interviews that you want to go after for this documentary, I'm I'm sure the list is long. And there's some members of this that will be excited to contribute to this documentary. And I'm sure some might have been reluctant. Who was one person involved in this that was harder for you to nail down for an interview than maybe some of the others? You know, I think—
0: For us, it was just really important um, that Mark and Sammy um, sit down. I think that was important to ESPN as well. So just getting both of them uh, to agree and to kind of, you know, get – get those interviews to actually happen because you know it wasn't just a thing where we were saying like hey give us five minutes it was you know we want to sit down more than once we want to sit down for several hours each time we want to you know really dig deep into you know what happened that summer um so just kind of getting both of them on board and getting those interviews scheduled and happening um once we got the first one with each of them, it became, you know, everything became a lot easier, because then kind of word went out among people who are you know friends and loyalists to both of them, you know, like, okay, um, they've, they've done it, so this is something that we feel comfortable doing. I think for a lot of people, they wanted to wait to make sure that it was something that Mark and or Sammy were going to participate
1: in. AJ, what sense did you get from those two about how they feel, what they think of each other now? I
0: I got the sense that Sammy kind of feels the same, that he... you know, still looks up a lot to, to Mark and, and views him as the man. Um, and, you know, I think he would really like uh, to uh, have some of their together magic again. Um, I think, you know, for Mark, what was interesting to me is I think he has very warm feelings about that experience and that summer, but is also able to to talk about the fact that they really didn't have as much time together as it seemed. Um, you know, when uh, you look back at that, that time, you know, people were just describing them as this great friendship, and as, it was kind of as if, as if that they were together a lot. But the reality was is that they were kind of brought together in, in sort of limited situations at limited times, either right before or during a game. And, uh, you know, they certainly made the most of those moments, um, but they may may not have been as plentiful as, as, you know, we we perceived at the time.
1: We obviously have the the Cards-Cubs rivalry. Would you classify those two as being rivals?
0: I think that they weren't really. I mean, in a sense, they definitely were competitors. Um, They were definitely um, feeding on one another. I think the fact that so many times during that season they were, um, one would hit a home run and the other one would uh, follow, you know, uh, 15, 20 minutes, you know, two innings later, um, that they would just really go back and forth. Um, They really drove one another, which is, you know, I think – that two-person uh, competition is one of the reasons why that summer became what it became. In addition to the fact that it was between these two great rival teams, um, I think if it had been Mark and Ken Griffey, even if they had been pushing each other uh, toward toward the uh, uh, you know the record you wouldn't have had that, that magical moment. The Mariners aren't going to, weren't going to come in and play the Cardinals in September. Um, and, and I think that, that uh, there was something about just how all of the baseball gods came to, you know, put everything together for the way that season uh, concluded that made it um, pretty special.
2: AJ, with any great story, there's always a lot of tentacles. And for this one specifically, there's what happened in the moment with the home run race and the excitement and the rivalry between the two of them, how many people say it saved baseball. And then there's what happened in the aftermath with steroids and how that impacted baseball. Was that difficult for you to figure out how to strike the tone to tell both of those stories? And did you tell both of those stories?
0: Yeah, I mean, we we definitely deal with... Um kind of the what we know now aspect of of this story. I mean, one thing that was important to me, though, was, you know, for a lot of people, there's a whole generation of baseball fans who that's the only part of the story that they know um, is that this took place during the steroid era, and Mark has admitted that he used steroids uh, during that time period and during that year. Um, but, you know, they don't have the sense of what that moment felt like at the time, so One of our main objectives is to say, like, this was a very special moment, not just in baseball, not just in sports, but in American history. And let's try to, as best we can, recreate what that moment felt like Um, and yeah, that we're then we're going to talk about, you know, what we've learned since then, maybe what we should have known at the time. Um, but the initial goal is to say, you know, hey, let's go back to that summer and kind of put you back in what that felt like emotionally um, at, at that time.
1: A.J. Schnack has directed Long Gone Summer, the story of the 1998 home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. More with A.J. coming up with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. AJ Schnack is the director of Long Gone Summer, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa documentary coming up June 14th on ESPN. AJ is with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And AJ, it is amazing for people that aren't old enough to know, during that summer of 1998, McGuire and Sosa, whenever they would step to the plate, ESPN would cut in and you had Fox coming in to follow McGuire during the chase for 60 and 61 and 62. And I want to touch on that night that McGuire hit 62 because I've seen a lot here. I, I saw the St. Louis Rams win a Super Bowl. I've seen multiple Cardinal World Series championships. I've seen the Blues in person advancing to a Stanley Cup final. But I still people tell people now, the coolest event I've ever seen was that night, 9 8 when Maguire hit number 62.
0: Yeah, and it's so unusual for baseball. You know, the, the thing we think about baseball always is the, the team aspect of that sport. And to have this individual... Uh, accomplishment, this individual achievement between uh, this battle for a record between two guys happening right in front of you—you you know, people describe them, you know, as, as you know, gladiators fighting each other in the in the arena. You know, I mean, this is a this is not a typical baseball uh, moment, and yet it it because of how they both approached it, um, it brought out some of the best of what we think of in, in baseball and the traditions of baseball and how it connected to previous generations like the Maris family. Um, it was it was definitely not just a baseball event. It was a national event that uh, dominated headlines. I mean, it was front page news all over the country. And you're right, ESPN was breaking in. And I know myself and lots of people. You know, you tune into SportsCenter every night or first thing in the morning to see. You know, did these guys hit a home run last night? Um, because you know, you couldn't pull out your phone <laughs> and look at at your screen and, and have it tell you like immediately at the time. You know, like whether or not one of them hit a home run. But as that season progressed, you wouldn't even have to wait for Sports Center. It was coming on local radio here in Los Angeles, where I live. It was, um, you know, being talked about on the streets. Oh, did you hear? You know, McGuire hit 60, you know, five last night. Uh, Should have had 66, but they called it back. Uh, That kind of conversation was happening in a way around sports that I had never heard before that, um, and I, I haven't heard since.
2: AJ, while this was certainly a big national story and a story that's important in the history of, of baseball as a whole, it always takes on a little bit of a different feel when you are the hometown kid and you have an emotional tie to it. So as somebody that lived through this and enjoyed watching it from a, a hometown perspective and knew a lot about what, what happened as it happened, what's the one thing that you learned about this story as you went through the process that you didn't know before?
0: Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I, a lot of things, um, some of which I won't spoil yet. Um, that uh, Mark and Sammy said that I wasn't uh, aware of, and Mark tells us something um, that when I asked Tony Larusa about it, um, Tony said, "You know, that's the first time I'm hearing about it right now." <laughs> uh, so there were a few things uh, that that were said that I, I was not. Um, familiar with but you know I think the one thing as a you know as a Cardinal fan you know that was really interesting to me about the story you know having grown up with Whitey Ball and you know these teams that would just grind out you know one run at a time um, you know the 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 spectacle of having someone like Mark come into Bush Stadium um, and just hit these towering home runs um, and and Hearing from a bunch of people, you know how that summer, um, you know, in addition to the fact that people thought it might be the summer that mark could could do this and and maybe grippy, um the reasons why they thought he might be able to do it, which had included um, some changing to the dimensions in in Bush Stadium the year before, um just the the way in which you know the the humidity of St. Louis uh, would affect Mark as somebody who had been hitting in like uh, the Bay Area for previous years. Um, I, there were, there were a lot of aspects of that that I found interesting that I hadn't really thought about before I got into the project
1: couple more quick things for A.J. Snack. He has directed Long Gone Summer. You'll see it June 14th on ESPN and shortly after that, obviously, on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I want to ask you about just the documentary business right now. As a filmmaker, I know you're a fan of films, A.J., and you watch Last Dance and the way that they would present the iPad to Jordan or other people and they would react. There are a lot of creative things happening with documentaries, and ESPN is doing has done a great job with 30 for 30 over the years. What do you think of what's going on now with sports documentaries?
0: I mean, I think it's it's showing that what we've been seeing uh, the last few years around documentaries generally and the, the rise and advance of the various streaming platforms and how traditional networks are now having their own um, streaming platforms um, is giving, you know, people an opportunity to watch, you know, all kinds of things and um and it's been great as somebody who makes you know documentaries to see that people want to watch documentaries and they want to see you know stories um both familiar and unfamiliar and they are they're curious about it in different forms and formats and lengths um you know there used to be a time not that long ago you know where if you would have said like hey we're going to do 10 hours on the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Um, people would have said, you know, like, well, how? Would, who's going to? Watch? No one's going to watch that. You know, no one's going to care about 10 hours of watching uh, sports events that they've already seen and already know. Um, and so I think that having uh, having seen what a huge success that was, and granted, part of it is because we were we're starved for sports, and we, you know, we're thrilled to have this opportunity to sit and watch this story again. Um, it's just—it's great. It's gratifying, and I think you know, even the conversations I'm having with people, it's around like new ways of approaching uh, the format of documentary in sports and in other topics as well. And that's you know, as a as someone who makes them and wants to do things differently, you know, each time that's that's very exciting.
1: And finally, again, as a filmmaker, you want to have drama. And you can't find more dripping drama than what we had in that last weekend of the baseball season in 98, can you? With Sammy passing McGuire on Friday night and then McGuire hitting five home runs to close things out. I just remember that feeling. I remember being at a football card. Uh, it was a Cardinals-St. Louis Rams game, and the Rams had to call time out because when McGuire hit 70, everybody in the stands was listening to their radios, heard McGuire hit number 70, and the place went crazy while the Rams were on the field. The drama was palpable throughout the city and really throughout the country for that last weekend. How much do you delve into that last weekend?
0: Yeah, I mean, the last weekend uh, – uh, big part of the story and and i think that it's um a part that a lot of people don't remember because uh you know 62 was you know as we talked about it was nationally telecast it was a huge event um but there were still two and a half weeks left of the season um and and i think that 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 last weekend watching you know sammy you know hit six. Friday. And, um, you know, you just couldn't have guessed what was going to come next. I mean, could could Sammy hit a couple of more? You know, seemed seemed like he was on a roll at that point. Um, and Maguire sort of slowed down after uh, he hit 62. So um, to see what he did, you know, it's unsurprising to me now having talked to him at length and talking to other people uh who were close to him at length um but it it still is is a, a miraculous thing for him to have hit those home runs that uh, that final uh weekend of of 98 and um you know, there's a story that uh, that Tony LaRusso tells in the film that I, I'm pretty sure uh, has never been told before, um, which is uh, is a pretty interesting one. So I, I think people will be uh, very curious to hear that when it airs.
1: Can't wait to see it. Can't wait for uh, your success to show up on ESPN on June 14th. We're really looking forward to it, AJ. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. We do appreciate it. And best of luck with the film.
0: Thanks so much. It was a super thrill to try to show off my uh, my view of St. Louis and my, my feelings about the Cardinals and, and the Cubs rivalry. So I hope uh, everyone in St. Louis really enjoys it.